you owe. You're going to put in work for your people. The white boys are very structured. Don't even matter if it's county jail or reception or level four to level one. There's rules that have to be it. Listen, you have to fucking follow suit. There's, there's just the way it is. It's called the wood pile of That's what it is. 85% of us aren't racist. 95% of us aren't racist. I'm not racist. I always say that just to clarify. Because there's, two, there's probably new people in the show that are So just get that in your head from here. Um, but uh, you want to get it cracking, dude, or what? Let's do it. Yeah. I'm All ready. Right. Hello, listeners. We're Situated. back. Thanks for interrupting my intro. We are back. We skipped last week to eat lots of lots of turkey. I know Caesar didn't eat much turkey because he was out of the country. I was eating hamon, a lot of hamon. Oh, okay. Um, interrupting me once again. Anyways, Caesar, welcome back. Um, had a great little holiday break. I know you were on vacation and lighten the listeners as to where you were at for the so, last week and a half. I was in Barcelona for ten days. Uh, it was very fun. I got pickpocketed three days in, which was not fun. <laughs> three um, days in? Three days in, literally. I didn't see Barcelona in the daytime for the first four days, I think, because we arrived at night, uh, slept in the next day on Saturday for the whole day because we were just exhausted from the, the flight travel and yeah. also from the time change. And then went out Saturday night to go see uh, Detroit Swindle, those very good boys, at Club Nizza. So shout out Club Nizza. It was a very cool club. It was like a two-story club that they had. And downstairs was like more techno. And upstairs was Detroit Swindle. Um, And the vibe was really cool. Everybody was like just, you know, very, very good people, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, We did catch some guy who tried to escape from the security he was literally running around the club, uh, it, upstairs. Keep in mind, like between people, knocking them side to side. It was one of the just to get back things. into the club, just to get away from the security because he didn't want to leave. Uh, like he was trying to how old was he? capture. He must have been in his. Uh, he must have been around our age, late twenties. I would say early thirties. Yikes! It was very funny, but he was fucked up. Wait, he so was, like the drinking age and partying age in Europe isn't twenty one, right? Did you see a lot no, of young it's, people? It's eighteen. So yeah, there was a good amount of young people that I was like, these people look fresh out of high school mm. or like high schoolers, if anything. You know, right. it was very weird. But a lot of them, they, <laughs> they kept it very chill. That guy, of course, he was a lot older, so it was funnier because. He was literally thrashing around to get away from the cops and then would take off into the crowd. And they were just like five guys. And then eventually they they took him down. It was pretty funny. Wow. Um, And then we slept in again and didn't wake up until nighttime on Sunday. And then we went out again to their downtown area, hit up the, uh, the LGBT bars that are down there, which was really fun because... Uh, the downtown reminded me of San Francisco, mm-hmm. uh, although the buildings are a lot more ancient, of course. But the metro is uh, very much like the BART over there and, and the Muni system, except much more efficient, I must, I must say. They would come like every three minutes at least, wow. of, like officially. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Um, and then that night, Sunday night, <laughs> we were headed back home, and it was like six in the morning, and we were out in the streets and Karina took a little tumble onto one of the sidewalks, and uh-huh. I was helping her up. Were you all and fucked as, up? Yeah, we were really fucked up. Oof. So as I was helping her up, 
I three guys came up behind us and uh, they were like, "Oh man, do you need some help? Like, are you okay? Is is she okay?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, we're fine. Thank you for your help. You know, we're all good though." And they're like, <laughs> "Okay, well, you know, have a good night." And they just like <laughs> zoomed off, you know, and not run ran, but like power walked it. And there was a corner up ahead, so they just turned the corner. And right when they turned the corner, I noticed something was wrong. I felt my pockets, and sure enough, they had slipped my phone out of my back pocket, which was a terrible place to put it, but I just didn't think that would happen. Uh, And and then I chased chased after them, obviously, never caught up to them, and then had to ensue the rest of the trip without a phone, which was fine, but it was kind of annoying to have to deal with the fucking other side of, like, Having to call, dude. Does your be like I'm out of town and you need you to send me a phone. Please. You're uh, prone to these confrontations, assaults, with... <laughs> these assaults by hooligans on the street. Yeah, well, that's was... what I'll fucking say. You know, from now on, I'm gonna be a vigilante. <laughs> I'm gonna be a guy. Dude, you're basically Charles Bronson stalking the streets. Yeah, I'm gonna be a regular Charles Bronson now. We pretty much are. Yeah, you're in death. You're death with Charles Bronson. There you go. I gotta be strapped up all. The what time was the other one like, in in the Bay that in happened San to you? San Francisco. Yeah, uh, <laughs> this was like after we had, again went to go out. You yeah, know, and we were <laughs> returning back home, and we were walking there because we only lived like three blocks from the club that we had gone to, and on the way home, there were some guys hanging outside. I won't classify them as homies, but uh, they were definitely homies. And um, they were, like, catcalling at Karina and one of her friends that we were walking with. And I, like, was drunk. So I was like, dude, I called them out. And I was just like, why the fuck do you have to do that? Obviously, they're not going to hang out with you. Like, just chill out, you know. And they got really upset about that. And What's up, confront- fool? Basically, and confronted me. Hey, what'd you say, like- dog? yelling in my face and then one of them punched me in the face and i was like all right i'm not like trying to get into a fight with five of you you know maybe one but not five is this how you were speaking to them in this tone i was drunk so i was just like dude really you gotta punch me in the face why'd you do that like that's not fair (laughs) that you would just do that and then uh destiny and karina were both like hey come on caesar like let's just go it's not worth it so we were walking away and I just kept staring at them, and I flipped them off. And then one of them threw a bottle at us, and luckily he like went right over us and like smashed on the floor in front. And I was like, Yikes. "Oh shit! Like we should probably get out of here," you know. Jesus. And so we were running down, and they like swarmed me. Luckily, there was like other witnesses they there. Swarmed they were, like, you, we're gonna... dude? They like got they formed a circle around me, and holy and shit! I was telling them like, "Come on! Like I'm not trying to fucking fight you right now. I'm just trying to get home." Like fuck Jesus. Off. And luckily, some people, uh, some witnesses were like, oh, we're going to call the cops if you don't leave them alone. And then they ran off. Whoa. You know, where, 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 where was I? The, you were at the club still. Oh, word. I'll be clubbing. I'll be clubbing. At the club. You're yeah, right. I'll be clubbing. clubbing. Yeah, you'll be clubbing. I'll be clubbing. You're right. Yeah, you weren't helping me club some folks. You were clubbing. Mm, yeah. Yeah, but you are—you are a magnet the for lack these of our relationship. You know, you're like my rear. That's what you are. <laughs> you're my great. You're non-existent. <laughs> you know, I want to be Mike November. I, I like him more. I'm a little bit more quick to the tongue. 
Quick to the tongue, huh? Not to the fucking clubbing. Nah, but you do, you're uh, you're a magnet I for these it, events yes. because get or these these, these psychos. Because even when oh. I was with you when we went to Siete Mares, that fucking psycho who threw that food on exactly. that poor woman, <laughs> I, I could have very well easily been us, and it was because of you, dude. I attract these like sort of psychos moments. Uh, you really do that. Really get to let me, ex- you know, witness the fucking dredges of society. <laughs> I would say it's like peeling back the curtain. It's like Caesar. No, it's not all that it seems. Actually, <laughs> people are not fooled. nice. Um, so what else, dude? Can let's go talk to the, let's get back to the positives. Uh, yeah, in your trip. after after all that, um, <laughs> uh, that shit happened and it was really <laughs> fucked up. But then we went to go to the Picasso Museum, which was really cool. Uh, Picasso. Barcelona. Ha, has like the biggest collection of Picasso's work and ranges from his early stages as a painter to his like very more modern and I guess well-known work as his cubism. Uh-huh. Uh, so getting to see those pieces was really cool because I had seen a lot of them just like on, as pictures, you know, like especially his recreation of uh, Velasquez's, um, what is it called? La, La Minenas or something like that. And uh, it's like the dolls, I think is what it's, translate to but it's a really famous painting very gorgeous by Velasquez and Picasso did this like really exhaustive study of the work by recreating every piece of it and he was basically wanting to do this idea of like breaking down the painting so much that it becomes his own creation at Mm. that point even though it's a recreation it's not Velasquez's anymore it's Picasso and I thought that was really interesting because they had all of his works. And it was like he must have painted the same character at least five different times, different colors, different shapes. It was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, saw some more museums, hung out at a local bar. Shout out to them. They're really cool. Uh, they're from Brazil. And then the attracted from Brazil? Another, gr- uh, another group of hooligans. Uh, one of the last nights we were there, actually on Sunday, uh-huh. um, we were hanging out at this bar. They're called Belo Horizonte. That's the gang that, that rolled up on you? No. Oh, well, this is a different one, actually. <laughs> yeah, okay, the yeah. neighborhood gang, it almost felt like. Um, <laughs> they were a bar uh, that's owned by these four, uh, well, three uh, Brazilian gay men who like immigrated to Barcelona a couple years ago. And they opened their own place in this like little residential neighborhood where we had our Airbnb. Really, really cool people. Awesome time. Like they, they just helped us a lot. And uh, anyway, the last night we were there, some guys showed up who were like frequenting the bar when we were when we would go throughout the week. And they were like like they were kind of like want to be drug dealers. They were wearing like fake Gucci hats and like. You know, like really obnoxious mm. uh, belts and like, you know, the saddle bags that mm. everybody wears now, you know, like, and they were just gross Spanish guys. Yeah. I'd and also, it. but like yelling at the, <laughs> at the, at the, at the uh, restaurant. Oh, yeah, mommy. Like, hey, uh-huh. give me this, you know, hey, three beers, dude. Come on. C- come on, dude. Get the food. And like just being really rude. And then they would leave sometimes without paying. They would just be like, hey, I'll get you tomorrow. Okay. And then never pay. And, like, this was, like, a frequent thing. And so this guy wanted to do the same thing that night and was like, no, dude, I'll get you tomorrow. I'll pay you tomorrow. And they didn't open on Mondays. And, you know, the dude, Ricardo, who owns the bar, was very firm. 
And these guys were like, no, no, dude, it's fine. I'll bail you tomorrow, you know? And then mm-hmm. he proceeds to insult him and call him, uh, you know, a maricon, I think. And, uh, and for the listeners, what does that translate to, Caesar? Go ahead. I'm not, I don't, to faggot in what was, English, whoa, I guess. Whoa, dude. Isn't it? Take it easy. Whoa. Yeah, it don't is. Watch and your language. So because of that, they, whoa. they just like escalated really quickly. And this guy, I mean, they were being assholes, you know. And the fact that they didn't want to pay, it was like really, got really heated. This guy tried to go around the bar to attack whoa. this owner. And the owner was like, he had a stick with uh, that. The he hung fuck? Up. And you guys are just sitting here witnessing this? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's like it was inside the bar. I didn't really think this guy was going to do anything, <coughs> but obviously he freaked out, you know, because what the fuck? he was drinking. See, dude, you're, like, you need to go get blessed or some shit. You need to see some I, purification. You got to get yourself. Cleanse. You need to go to the house of intuition or something, get some crystals. Pisces life, dude. Pisces attract this sort of fucking weird people. Do they? Weird situations. Was that uh, a thing? Is that one of their traits? Really? My chart. Yeah, I believe that shit. Get into unpredictable situations, which I have been known for getting into. You like, always this are. This is not even since high school and shit. Yeah, it, that's what I mean, and it sucks. I don't actively <laughs> do it. I think it's just because I, sometimes I'm just too nice, and like I just get into weird situations because of that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it really, really sucks when it starts happening because I'm like. I can't escape this now. <laughs> well, that's why you get yourself I'm trapped because you're like, I'm. Well, I'm just gonna I'm go stuck with in it. The current. You're just a fucking fish of the astrology sign, the God star man. of the cosmos. So that really sucked. Fuck those guys. Mm, Spain that is sucks. A, a, a very similar to the U.S. in some ways, especially in terms of like their sort of racism and homophobia and, the, and mm. things like that. Especially within like the more machismo crowd that they have there, the yeah. older machismo crowd, the boomers, you know. Mm. If you will. Okay. So that was it. That's Barcelona for you in a nutshell. Sounds like it kind of sucks. I'm Columbus, just kidding. <laughs> it sounds uh, cool. Shitty food. Shitty food, really? How was the Meat, Spanish there? Potato, eggs, and bread is like their staple, it seems. So you didn't really have any like good sangria or like some wine or something? Not that I, I mean, some good wine, I would say. Some cava, which is like from their region mm. in Spain, mm-hmm. which is really good. Yeah. Um, a lot of beer. I just I just drink a lot of beer, to be honest. Yeah, you're and a beer guy. I am a beer guy. The seafood, of course, which you're not really into, uh, was good. I really enjoyed that. Cool, man. And you then, guys, uh, Did you guys honor Thanksgiving? I know how patriotic your no, household is. No, we honor Columbus, actually. Oh. We don't honor Thanksgiving. Oh, word, word. Yeah, we were in Spain, dude. That's okay. true, you're right. Yeah, he was the OG, huh? Salvis Columbus? You know where I can find him? <laughs> Were you asking people that? Yeah, everyone. I had to find Where's he him. at? I had to find a statue. Mm. They literally have a fucking statue erected by the ocean of him pointing across, probably towards North America, mind you. Of course. Where else? Maybe India? They, oh, my God. Seeing that statue was like, Jesus Christ, fuck fuck the just like everything colonialism yeah Yeah, it's like that's that's it right there in a statue you've it's glorified i took this shit over there (laughs) exactly yeah well pointing back to the states there's a lot been going on here since you've been gone dude um yeah why don't you tell me about it tell me about uh what what was going on while i was away well please i'll let uh my favorite candidate do the talking for you. 
Um, and mm. you kind of get a glimpse into where this country has been since you've been gone. Where we're headed. First African American state senator in the state of in the state of Delaware. Everything about. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. So it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. So that's a that's what my favorite Ooh. person in the country's been doing. He's been talking about how beautiful his leg hair was. I don't know understand where that story was going in the first place, but I'm all I'm on board. He's got my vote. Uh, since you've been um, gone, I've jumped ship to I'm a Biden guy now. You've jumped on his lap. I, like he loves many it. Kids that have done it exactly. Beforehand. I want him to. I want him to put my fingers in his mouth. Um. I mean, but all of the situations that have been happening with Biden recently, very strange and very absent from the mainstream media, I've noticed, except for like Fox and shit, who want to, of course, demoralize any Democrat they see. But Mm -hmm. what's hilarious about that is like, speaking off the cuff, never (laughs) is a good idea, especially for a man who has dementia, severe dementia. And secondly... He's talking about the weirdest situation about having his hair, his legs in a pool. And <laughs> he knows about roaches. Rubbing his legs and stuff. This is another favorite Being clip that I so like. So mystified by a white man's leg. I learned a lot. This is another one I like. <laughs> and I learned that. <laughs> I love it. It starts with, I learned a lot. I learned a lot. <laughs> well, I learned that. So you didn't learn a lot is what you uh, it makes a difference. This was the driving board area, and I was one of the guards, and there weren't a lot of, there was a three-meter board. And you fell off sideways, you landed on the <laughs> damn side of the so dark cement to get over it there. Out. <laughs> and Corn Pop was a bad dude, and he ran a bunch of bad boys. And I did, yeah, he, and back in those days, to show how things have changed, one of the things you had oh to use, God. if you used pomade in your hair, you had to wear a bathing cap. <laughs> And okay. so he was up on the board, wouldn't listen to me. I said, hey, Esther, you, off the board, or I'll come up and drag you off. Okay. Well, he came off, and he <laughs> said, I'll meet you outside. My car, this was mostly, these were all public housing behind it. Okay. My car, there was a gate out here. I parked my car outside the gate. And I, he said, I'll be waiting for you. He was waiting for three guys in straight razors. Not a joke. There's a guy named Bill Wright, Mouse, the only white guy, and he did all the pools. He was the mechanic. And I said, what am I going to do? He said, come down here in the basement where mechanics, where, where, where all the pool f- f- filter is. Okay. You know, the chain, oh. there used to be a chain that went across the deep end. Oh, my God. he cut God. off the six-foot length of chain. Now. He folded up. He said, you walk out with that chain. And you walk to the car and say, you may cut me, man, but I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. I said, you kidding me. He said, no, if you don't, don't come back. And he was right. So I walked out with the chain, <laughs> and I walked up to my car. The children and behind him have those days used to remember this absolute, great idea. absolutely no idea what he's talking about. They're just standing oh like, "Can we get in the pole, God. man?" 
I want to hear your fucking Dick I'm Tracy sorry, comic sir, you read last question, night. Sir, the question was actually about fiscal responsibility. <laughs> corn Pop is running amok again, dude. And corn Pop was a bad dude. <laughs> and he ran train on a couple of bad boys. <laughs> well, you guys, back in the day, you used to have, you got have, you have pomade in there, you got to wear a hat. You got to wear a shout cap hat. He got out of the door and said, get over here, give me that hat. And he told me he'd meet me in the parking lot with a couple boys and straight razors. That, that's how they ran it back then. <laughs> back over there, I used to, at the apartments, I had a car. My car. My car. <laughs> I, 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 talked, I talked to the mechanic and, uh, and the uh, pool filter where, man, and he, he told me to get a chain. What city is this again? Where, where am I? <laughs> what is this I'm about? I'm sorry, folks. <laughs> what was the question again? <laughs> Sir, it was about Medicare. <laughs> he's, just, he's speaking at a debate. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Um. Mr. President, I mean, Mr. Bernie Sanders doesn't know what he's talking about. He's just Mr. like cornball. I remember, you know, you used to talk to Obama. Y'all remember Obama. He was he my colored friend. Friends. Just he like all of you. One of those guys who was a guard at the car place where you parked your car. You know, you take the chain wrapped around your head. <laughs> And then somehow he I made it into Obama. the president, into the White House. I said, Obama, I, I love Obama, you. Take that pomade, uh, you stick the straight razor in the pomade, <laughs> it's slathering in your head. That's that. That's how no, he did it. Nothing else to it. That's how we did it back then. And then yeah, Corn Pop was a very bad dude. And then to tie it off, they rubbed the roaches on my leg hairs. How about that? And then I get you to sit on my lap. Sasha Malia, they love to sit on my lap. Obama and my friend let me. I used to put pomade in their hair. <laughs> they said, stop doing that, sir. I don't know you. <laughs> they said, said, sir, we like you, but we don't like sitting on your lap. We only sit on daddy's lap. Remember. That's the insanity that's been going on in this country. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Stop letting that dude talk. <laughs> stop. Just swap him out with the double, dude. He is just rambling. He literally has no idea what he's talking about. He really honestly. does not. And it's sad. Or actually very, very amusing. I mean, but. I think it's hilarious. It's just funny watching this poor man. De- not even a poor man. Just this man deteriorate. Right yeah, because he ain't poor for sure. Oh, he's 100% that's, not. That's what's funnier. Yeah. He has, he has no idea what's going on in the world. I don't even think he knows he's running for president. People expect this guy to be able to defend <laughs> The status quo. This that, guy. Part of me kind of hopes that he does get the nomination just to see him go toe-to-toe like with Trump in a debate. Toe. The guy who said he would kick his ass. I'd kick his ass. That's my favorite quote of him ever. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, that last debate, I didn't. I barely saw any of it, but it was just all trash. First off, yep. no one fucking attacked Pete Buttigieg <laughs> on his, you know, four... <laughs> First off, on how catastrophic his dance is and that it's been slaying poll numbers. And on the second part of him literally forging the names of a bunch of black voters who were supposedly in support of him. Mm-hmm. Literally just putting out a press release of forged names. Yeah, we talked about this that's, in the last episode. Just, that's why. It's, like, it's baffling that no one a- asked him about that. Yeah, Biden should have asked him. Do you think he let, can, let me see your legs, actually. <laughs> let me see. Let me rub your my legs in your on your hair. I mean, my hand on your legs. Where's corn pop? Uh, 
Where's Corn Pop? Cory Booker. Also Corn Pop. <laughs> Corey Obama. I um, need you. Also, I mean, yeah, that debate was trash. Not a lot happened in it that was even noteworthy, I would say. Uh, it was very boring. Yeah. Um, but now that goes to speak to say that our favorite wine mom is now out of the race. R.I.P. to the real R.I.P. one. R.I.P. to Cop Mala. She was uh, gunned down by Bernie Sanders' flair and Tulsi Gabbard's rhetoric. Uh, you will not be missed. I'm going to miss her. I'm going to miss her on the stand. Apparently, she had like a very, very uh, disorganized campaign, which, uh, yeah, you couldn't tell, <clears throat> of course. You know, it seemed like it was going so well. Yeah, she had it in the bag. Her, yeah, she- her, from her, her catchy little dances that she did with schools to her, to her great the top California top, flair. Uh, top cop California to her bungled. Uh, you know, fucking review of what's his name? The guy who's now in the, uh, shit, I can't remember his name. That rapist dude who's now in the Superior Court or whatever. Um, the one that they had the trial for? Yeah, the white guy, the Lynchian it? villain. It's a B, 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 Bobby. Um, I it don't is know. a B, isn't it? It is a oh, B. He's that rat Brett, fuck. Br- Brett Kavanaugh. Brett Kavanaugh. Oh God, such a rat ass name. But. So what are all these? What is it? What's, what's Elizabeth Banks, Eva Longoria, Anthony Anderson, Steven Spielberg, and Quincy Jones going to do now that Kamala's dropped out? Where are their money going to go? They're going to yeah. go. Where are they going to go? Go to Buttigieg. Yeah, I was I thinking say. that too. They would absolutely jump on that train as as quick as they could. Looks like none of them helped you, Kamala. Looks like you were all <laughs> out there on your own. Dude, she had the most names in that article of celebs endorsing her exactly. it, just, it just goes to show you celebs endorsement means nothing means absolutely nothing especially in this context because <laughs> she had no clear uh vision as to what she actually was standing for because at first it it seemed like the way that the media was pushing her and sort of the democratic establishment was that she was going to be like this new sort of more lefty Hillary Clinton in a way, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. she's the new woman who's going to do it. And then she just completely backpedaled the minute she got media attention. And then just looking at her record, it was so easy to spot why she was going to be terrible. And boom. I mean, I just have this Nailed. theory that none of these people even really want to win the presidency and they're doing this just for Absolutely. small notoriety. I mean, think about how much money you generate from a campaign i know granted, mm-hmm. a lot of it goes to like campaign funds and all that stuff but they're, they're, be they're pocketing books. in so much of that shit oh yeah especially during this time dude even if you're just a politician in the era of trump like there you go that's your book title right there <laughs> insert like politician name kamala harris exactly. politician in the era of trump yeah it's, it's so easy she is gonna be perfectly fine like, yeah all i mean i'm not worried about that no, that dumb it's just funny that it was even like a, the fact that she was even in the last debate when she was polling at like I don't know one per three percent one per. It's just can we? Just, isn't there a cutoff? God damn! Why are these people still here? <laughs> why? Like, yeah, Yang Gang. I mean, what's his gang felt really fell apart. Oh my god! That video of him basically the spraying the whipped cream in that dude's mouth. The whip, what was that? Yeah. That was really strange. That was very strange, and he's so excited to do it. His him and his thick Man. neck. He has the thickest neck of all these candidates. He 
absolutely has a huge. I wonder what Bernie's. Bernie's probably just put hands behind his head, just peeping these people fall apart one by one. I mean, oh, he must yeah. love what goes on. Do you think he la- he laughs when he sees Biden talking about leg hairs and corn pop? I'm sure he does. I mean, how could you not find that funny? You would never see Bernie out there sucking on his wife's ranch laced <laughs> fingers or whatever. During a fucking meeting with a with a city, in front of a bunch of like a public appearance, right. you will never see Bernie out there doing this weird shit like that. He's mm-hmm. like that. Honestly, that speaks volumes. If I saw anyone doing that, I would not trust him. I would not trust them. Well, because they clearly have no sense of like what's socially acceptable to do on a stand. No moral aptitude, like, (laughs) at all. You are not able to range what is okay to do in front of people and what is not okay to do. Or just for your own self, like, I mean... I mean, do you do 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 that in private? Even if that's a weird thing alone to do it in private. I I love that Will Will Menneker posted that tweet um, with the side-by-side panel of him, of Biden putting his fingers in his wife's mouth, then... uh, and Frank Frankie from uh, Blue Velvet. Yeah. <laughs> it's <Mommy>. so perfect. <laughs> that re- has it's perfect. Mega energy, mega Blue Velvet energy, dude. Yeah, uh, <sighs> that's so funny. But yeah, all these candidates are bust. Um, that's why Bernie's gonna fucking win. I He's feel it. Bust on I'm all feeling of them. it. Uh, there's also some big elections going on in the UK too. So shouts out to Jeremy Corbyn. Hopefully he'll be able to pull it off. Him and the Labor Party, they seem like they're doing pretty good. And I mean, it's it's nice to have like these leftist coalitions who are cross country because that'll very much further the agenda of you know just the leftist movement throughout the world. I mean, America just seems really so behind on the leftist movement. I mean, we're behind in oh. so many ways. Even though I would say culturally. I think a lot of countries emanate or try to emulate actually us culturally in terms of music. Um, really? Sometimes even, dude, a lot of, I, I think in a lot of ways now they are doing it. Because, I mean, a lot of it came from these other countries, but now it's like because we have like further commodified the industry, it makes it a lot easier to put out content now. And it yeah. seems like they're like, I, Asia copies a lot of the television programming that comes out of the U.S., you know? Like, True. I mean, it, it's just like a further commodification of entertainment, but the fact that the U.S. has a lot of these other weird things, like the our, our appraisal of the military to the point where we, you know, praise them during ball games and have parades for these people. Yeah. That doesn't happen in other countries, I don't think people realize. Like, Happens in North just, Korea? Have under dictators. If you want to look at <laughs> North Korea as a dictator, then yeah, we that we live under a dictatorship. If we're doing weird shit like that, yeah, where we're spending more money on the military than seven other countries combined. That's insane. like For, to fight who? What are we afraid of? Exactly to fight who? We have about like seven hundred military bases around the world that are just occupying countries. Why are they? Th- why are they there? Why are they open there? Like, I mean, just to show them who's boss, dude. Okay, America's the uh, shit, bro. Of course, we are the shit. Yeah, USA, USA. But that's, again, why it, it makes me more hopeful that Sanders is going to win. I think that'll be a good turnaround. That would be an amazing turnaround. Mm-hmm. Although, I mean, it's so easy to see that we're just repeating history, and now it's like 
this is again the sort of new deal that was happening uh, in the 20s to bring us out of a recession that was happening then right and further into like this more social program programmatic democracy and that's happening again now almost a hundred years later with Bernie Sanders um, where we have this like looming threat over our heads except now it's fucking climate change and it's literally the end of the fucking world as we know it and yeah what did i I heard what did i I read or something that earth the earth is going to be like our something about the soil is going to be like not capable of actually producing stuff that we can like ingest and eat in like the next 30 years or something so like there's not going to be no more fruit that you can plant everything that's going to be planted into the ground is just basically going to be tainted Oh my God! That, but then it's going to lose its fecundity. <clears throat> it's going to lose like it's everything that a soil is supposed to be utilized for. for so much. It's going to become toxic. I mean, oxygen's going to be shitty if that happens because there's trees are going to be emitting fucked up oxygen. It's maddening, and the fact that like there is so little that we can do as like an individual person, especially against a corporation. Yeah, it's so it's important daunting. to unite at least again around someone who is able to who's in a position to actually change. penetrate these people exactly in a position to create systemic change like yeah. that whole idea of like um you can't take down the master's house with the master's tools i mean in this case you kind of have to use the master's tools in a way like this system is the master's tool and we have someone who can penetrate that system as you said and effectively mobilize against it and renew it in a way like we right. we don't need this shit anymore no we don't need this well let's hope he doesn't it's get working. sabotaged again dude i mean he's already getting sabotaged i mean he's that been was... trying to be sabotaged from the jump but if only if only he would visit you know uh the bunny ranch Ooh, what do you mean the bunny ranch or is that what it's called? Hold on. Zorro Ranch? Zorro Ranch. Yeah, if only he would visit Zorro Ranch, maybe. So let's get into that now. That's maybe he would know show. what's up. And before we even get into that, just like back to like the whole Bernie sabotage. I, I, I told you uh, Hillary was on Howard Stern today, which is really weird. Yes. Did you watch any of that? No, but I read a Daily Beast article about it and just basically like some comments that Howard Stern made a few uh-huh. years before, like, before, while he was trying to get her on the show and... Wow, he's he said he didn't think he'd ever tried harder to get a guest uh, more than he did with Hillary in the f- during the run up to the 2016 election, uh-huh. which is weird because he really was had a boner for Hillary for some time, and he said that apparently if he had her on the show, it would have improved his chances, her chances of beating Trump. But then I was thinking about the type of listeners that listen to Howard Stern, and they're all probably Trump dudes, like hella machismo guys, or yeah, just I fat totally like dudes who are just about bitches and shit and all that lifestyle. I mean, like, look at what Howard Stern kind of like what his show is, you know? Like, that's funny that they would did the Howard Stern say that? Yeah, he that said I, that. He said that if he uh, had her on the show, that <laughs> Hillary would have had a better chance at beating Trump. But it's like, do you know your demo? I doubt that these people are interested. That's in hilarious that he sees himself in that light. <clears throat> yeah, right. Like, well, I mean, he Little. is the biggest radio personality, I guess, if you want to say that. I but thought Joe Rogan was. No, I think on actual like uh, 
actual radio, it's still Howard Stern. Uh, oh, okay, okay. And in terms of subscribers too, because he's on Sirius, so you have to it's like uh, you have to go through a paywall to listen to him. And oh wow, yeah, people will actually pay for that shit. Damn. Pretty interesting. But I guess on the show he asked her like if he was upset that Bernie didn't uh, endorse her like right out when she won the Democratic uh, nomination. And she was like, no, I'm just disappointed. I hope he doesn't do it again. He really hurt me. There's no doubt that he oh, hurt me. And that's God. a direct quote of Hillary. <laughs> so Fuck off and die. Like, God damn. <laughs> right? He hurt me. He literally... He beat your ass. God damn. And I mean, you pulled the rug from underneath him. We don't need to yeah. get into it. Because what but we're about... It's to- like... Go ahead. He literally helped her so much. He literally caved in for her. Right campaigned went out into the field for her while she fucking sat around on her ass didn't go on howard refusing refusing to send money to certain key states that literally would have changed the results of the election like she that's her fucking fucker no she didn't go on howard stern she would have won dude hello well let's go back i guess let's travel with them across uh, the states to New Mexico to the New Mexico ranch of Epstein's private estate, <laughs> also known as Zorro Ranch, which was a place that basically he was using to uh, freeze his semen in order to impregnate um, up to twenty women. I I believe that was his goal. Yeah, he wanted to to create a sort of master race. Yeah, he said. Uh, which is creepy enough. But anyway, some new information had come out that uh, the for- this former contractor who ran the IT system at mm-hmm. the property, who was yeah. like installing security and whatnot, indicated that the family, uh, known as the Clinton family, would <laughs> frequently stay over at the Zorro Ranch um, about a mile south down of the, of, of the main house, which was in a special cowboy-themed village created by Epstein. And the guest homes are next to other traditional Wild West-style buildings, such as an old schoolhouse and saloon bar, which are Basically, he recreated Westworld. private airstrip. He recreated Westworld with these two psychos. Um, and it, what, <sighs> it, didn't the article say that he was uh, Bill Clinton was his best celebrity mate? Man, Hillary's cheeks and mouth in that picture look like she can just snap a baby's head open oh dude she teeth. does not look at those cold eyes for, for the listeners i mean obviously you guys can't see what we're looking at but this is a f- close flash shot of an old bill and an old hillary who are apparently this is t- uh, was taken at the ranch and they're just a cold 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 dead look in hillary's he eyes he looks absolutely like he has nothing in him he's and got she, jizz in him she for sure looks, and maybe I, do, yeah. I don't know. Looks she like she's going to sure come up bite. Crazier. She looks for sure crazier than him. She's definitely like, crazy. She looks more maniacal than him for sure. If I were chained up in a room, <clears throat> I would definitely want Bill to come in and not her. Ugh, that's that's fucking scary to think have being chained up in a room, which um I feel like they've probably done. They've probably chained oh, up a few folks. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. So the, the place that they were staying at was located next to Epstein's private airstrip. Uh, where the fame in the infamous Lolita Express would frequently land. And uh, I wonder why it was there. I mean, probably for quick 
uh, yeah. takeoff and, and entrance, you know, in case right. they ever need an escape plan, I would assume. <laughs> uh, but this is all coming from the security expert named Jared Kellogg, who's brought in by longstanding ranch manager Bryce Gordon to improve security and set up a new camera system at the main house and Cowboy Village, as it's named. Um, so Bill Clinton and Epstein, as everyone knows, were friends. We're best friends. Uh, Best friends, which is hilarious because the Clintons or whoever their their press correspondent is released a statement in the summer that indicated uh, they had only hung out once. Right. And that was in New York at his uh, private rape dungeon in New York. And when there's been tons, well, not tons, but 27, I think, actual accounts of uh, Bill Rowland with Epstein on the Lolita Express. And not only, and now this also proves that that's bullshit because we have the confirmation from these guys who are indicating that they frequented uh, the Shannon Ranch right. almost as if they Zorro were summer Ranch. vacations, uh, you know, kind of like a yearly excursion to the Shannon. Yeah, it said Ranch. That oh, they, honey, you want to go to the Shannon Ranch? Zorro Ranch. It said that they. Uh, oh, Zorro Ranch. Sorry, <laughs> I don't know where I got Shannon Ranch. <laughs> Yeah, didn't the article say something that they went almost every year after Bill Clinton left office? Yeah. That's insane. After, the, and after, the whole family. <laughs> Bring Chelsea, Chelsea, too. Chelsea, Chelsea you are Chelsea, next. We're, Chelsea, we're going to the Zara Ranch. Do you want to come? Yes, Mommy. <laughs> sure. She's She's probably fucked Epstein, dude. Let's be real. Oh, man. That is disturbing. Um, I mean, think about it. How old was Chelsea when Bill left office? She, it's funny that it was a probably wild like fourteen, theme. a wild west theme. Yeah, a little cowboy theme. We made Westworld. Oh, honey, look at me! I got my six shooter. <laughs> got my assless chaps on, baby. Oh, how you like this, baby? Bring out, the, bring out the studded paddle. <laughs> you get uh, whatever I give you, stuff. Bill. Again, this fucking Zorro Ranch. The fact that this guy was using this as a eugenic site, basically for his master race slash. I don't know, fucking sex robot that he wanted to make for the future with this, <laughs> uh, with this. Think semen. about the I don't fucking know. Ex- like just the amount of power that these people had. Think about how many failed experiments they've probably gone through there. How many? How much? Like, how many horrific things have been produced in the basements of that <sighs> acre ran- that ranch? You know, like just in the basements of like the rich and the powerful in general yeah in general. but just to think that place was designed partially designed to produce human life in some capacity you know so like exactly they're probably doing some fucked up shit with people in some that place. weird cloning or some weird because the the uh, know, some surgical experiments the richard kellogg guy said that he wasn't allowed to put cameras in the actual main building of the the state right Yes, it was just like as uh, like a perimeter like around the perimeter, yeah. And he, I mean, of course, they don't ask questions because it was like, oh, it's a big place, you know. It and it's like getting contracted, or like a fucking movie set. So of course, I'm just I'm just gonna do that. Uh, I don't know. That's huh. it freaks me <laughs> out because it's like to think of that's oh, what we're out. protecting. That's who we were going to nominate, and we saw as the defender of democracy. <laughs> <laughs> that my mama was the one who actually told me about the uh the uh hillary clinton being on howard stern and she was just all upset about it and she's like oh like she makes me sick like what happened to all these people and i was like what happened like they've they've been the same fucking people for forever like you're just starting forever. to now realize like 
who the fuck they are. And I, back when I saw I was like, I'm not going to vote for Hillary. Like, I'm not going to vote at all for this shit. She's like, no, you got to do it. Just do it. And I'm like, see, this, look what happened. This is the person you voted for. She's doing saying this kind of shit. She's doing all this. Well, I told you I was right. Some lizard queen. Some straight lizard queen, dude. She's bathed in baby blood 100%. Oh, my God. this is It's so sadistic to think about. And the fact that they just get, they are just going around doing these uh, press tour for their stupid new children's book. Oh, my God. And, you know, they, like, go on Trevor Noah, and Trevor Noah's like, oh, I'm going to be asking the hard questions. Yeah, did you see that? Like, oh, so, like, can you tell me how you killed Epstein? Or, like, what the fuck did he ask her? Oh, you mean the video of uh, Hillary Clinton acting like she knew how to laugh? (laughs) (laughs) Engage loop. (laughs) Engaging laugh now. Engaging laughter loop. <laughs> she's fucking psycho, dude. She just psycho. she just has that look and that tone of being a fucking psychopath. Oh, I hate these people so much. I just want them to leave <laughs> us alone. Like, just leave like, us alone. Why don't they just fucking get together their resources and leave the planet and go just do their own thing? They yeah, can, they we can, can do it. We you can, can exist without you. Yeah, you can go fuck all the little kids you want. Just fuck don't do it on off. Earth. Yeah, we don't like that here. Why don't you understand? No one likes to do that except for you, you fucking you, creeps. You old ass creeps too. Like, dude, you guys are out the door. Like, come on. God, and they're not though. We all know rich people live way for too forever. Long. Yeah, I mean, how old is Bill? Is still alive. How old is Bill Clinton right now? Let's take a look. Uh, let's see. Bill Clinton. But Clinton. Bill's Clinton. He's seventy-three. Okay, not too old. Fuck. He still has a long way. Some... <laughs> God damn it! Hillary seventy-two. Ugh. Hillary Rodham Clinton. <laughs> Hillary Clinton. Oh my God! She has two books. Oh, she has a bunch of books, but two with her face on the cover. What? Ha- oh, I love her last book. What happened? What happened? I fucked up. <laughs> That's all. The- Spoiler alert. That's the subtitle. <laughs> you just open the book and it says that I fucked I up. I fucked up. A memoir by Hillary Clinton. <laughs> I didn't work it out. We're going to work it out. Oh, man. Well, we got the Jack Ryan report coming up. Um, but before I do that, I introduced you to um, Javelin Malady a couple weeks ago. Yes. And today, I gave you a little taste of um, my new favorite person online, who is uh, named PG, uh, Wes... Uh, I forget his last name, but his first name is Wes, and he's a hard-piping gangster, Wood. And here he's going to teach us a little bit about prison slang, dude. So, uh, When you've done as much time as I have in the California prison system, you develop a <laughs> slang that is foreign to everybody out here on get the streets. Get ready to li- yeah, I get receive DMs some knowledge. I get all the time. Wes, can you break this down for me? Wes Watson. I want to understand the story better. What do these terms mean? So I'm going to go ahead and break down some of the most used terms, and I'm going to start with my favorite, paperwork. <laughs> Because we're going to have to see it right when you show up. When you show up to any facility I got, any place I got the keys to, you're going to hand it to my people, our people, and they're going to bring it to me. I'm going to make sure your charges are good. We're going to make sure your current charges don't fit any charges that are deemed unacceptable by the white race. 
If they do, <laughs> you're fucked right away. You ain't gonna make it through the day. If you have sex charges, right a fucking way, you're getting God stabbed. Damn. That's how it works in the system. They got a code, dude. You gotta respect that. Man, Epstein. Our main. This is the guy that killed Epstein, I think. Piece of paperwork. Our main paperwork, <laughs> otherwise known as your driver's license, is the 128G. Yeah. A 128G is the uh, the absolute top of the paperwork we take. The only thing we want to see. It's going to have all your history. We're going to look down and we're going to look straight at sex history. If you have sex history, you're fucking done. That means you're a chomo, a rapist, or all of the above, and you're fucked. You're getting stabbed that day. The next spot we're going down to is your fucking SYGP status. And it better say GP, non-applicable, or else you're a piece of shit. You're going to go the same way as that fucking chomo did. <laughs> We're looking at your current charges, your in-house charges. All this is on your 128G. Your 128G also has something called an adverse transfer. Okay. If you had an adverse transfer, you better fucking get okay. good from another facility. It he, uh, he, no high roll of my paper. I got that shit hoop. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. <laughs> this is uh, now he's about to proceed to tell us what uh, hooping means in uh, prison slang. Right the fuck away, because that's what we do all day. With the paperwork, you know how I roll with it. You know how I roll with my paperwork. I got that shit hooped. I don't give a fuck. I roll that shit up tiny as fuck. I put in some cellophane. I stick that shit in five fingers up. One finger of a glove, rip it off. Next finger, rip it off. Next finger, rip it off. I'll put five fingers around that motherfucker and hoop that shit. Hooping means to put that shit up your ass. And if you're not okay with shit like that, don't go to the fucking pen, because you will be. <laughs> so is he saying they hoop other people <laughs> no he he got he has you know how he rolls dude he has his paperwork fucking hooped baby he got his paperwork hooped all the time just in case you know the other woods come hey let me see your paperwork homie and he's got it on lock he's like give me a second because i got that shit hoop motherfucker <laughs> Got it so far up my ass and you better be cool with that because if you go into the pen you're gonna be cool with that so we're going to be seeing a lot more of him. Javelin Melody, you know, I, I found his YouTube channel. Um, Interesting. Yeah, he talks a lot. He, he, he actually, I think <laughs> that <laughs> he. Uh, more life coach? Uh, yeah, I think there was one on like healthcare, <laughs> like politics. And, well, I mean, he needs them. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, let me see. Yeah, his page, he has a lot of weird videos, too. I don't understand what's going on in this guy. Is it called The Second Brother? Oh, here we go. More more gun laws. My solution for gun control. That's one of his. <laughs> oh, he's probably well informed on this. Do you want to have a, do you want to, do you want to take a listen to him real quick? Yeah, real quick. Okay, we, we got a few. Um, let me share my screen with you. We I got, want the gun law one. You want the, the gun law one? I think I listened to that one a little bit. I don't remember if there was anything interesting. Uh, you can look at the titles, though. Everyone Hates the Darkness. Uh, everything is a show, entertainment. I don't know what the rest of that says. Um, solution for a regular day jobs to prevent toxic work environment. <laughs> so you, you, the choice is yours, Caesar. I mean, my God, this is a gold mine. <laughs> right? <laughs> Take your pick. One of my past jobs, they are blaming me. LOL. Oh, where's that one? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think that has to do with cyberbully. Let's see. Let's have a look. So ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new video. It's funny how... It's funny how...
house coworkers? <laughs> they blame me. All right, they blame me because oh, you know, I I was employed at this job. Basically, it was like a my at, at the grocery store at my job. <laughs> at the grocery store. So the suggested one over here is I quit. That uh, sounds pretty believable to me, dude. Oh my god! Okay, this Poor is man. this was dreadful. Um, we'll come back to him. I'll I'll, I'll start an episode where I have a uh, enough Oof, stuff for him. Javelin. We need to get. We can't go. On, we brother. can't go for. We need it. We need to have PG West West Watson take a talk to Javelin and get his <laughs> life straight. I think he needs to be his Yo, life. Yo, my straight. man, Javelin, your shit's not hoop. Paperwork, okay. homie. Let me see where your paperwork is. Let me see your YouTube yeah, you know credentials. What? My fourth younger brother actually burned <laughs> it in front of my second younger brother, so my oldest sixth brother can't can't talk. We don't fucking man. take that shit on the yard. You gotta talk up. You gotta grab your motherfucking brother and say that is not how it's gonna fucking go around here, and that's it. Let me see your sex history right now. <laughs> oh wait, you don't got any nerd. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's get to the thing that I've been waiting for because I just. I took I revisited it and I took a break from it over Chris Thanksgiving break. Uh, oh, I never take a break. We're back with our favorite operative, dude. Jack motherfucking bright dun, boy dun, 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 Ryan. Dun, 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 you know what's dun, funny? Um uh during Thanksgiving obviously it was with the family and uh we were watching football. You were thinking and, about it, Jack Ryan. Well, a commercial came on and someone in someone in my family was like, Oh, like that's such a good that's a good show like have you guys seen that like it's so good and like it was a little you know i was I had a few glasses of wine deep i it was very hard to bite my tongue to just lay it light this fool up about this show yeah, um, well if i may sir interject. <laughs> i was like uh, do you like the ca um but yeah I, I had to really bite my tongue when he said that i was like it's like um, you, I'm sorry. You think this is a what? And show? I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, it's entertain. It's entertaining. Yeah, I said that. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it's <laughs> good. We watched go-to. it all in one day. I was like, oh, we're yeah, it's entertaining. That is the go-to line. The similar to the um, oh, do you think my baby's cute? And it's just like, yeah, it looks like you. Kind of line. <laughs> like it's like when people talk about shows or movies that you're just like, this is such trash, and they're like, oh my god, it's so good. Yeah, you watch that. I run into that yeah. a lot. I, it's entertaining. Yeah, if it's on, I'll put. I'll look it at it. Serves the basic minimum of what that threshold holds for the medium. Basically, that's right. what I'm telling you. It is basic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like it's it's fine. I mean, it, it got funding, so I guess it's good, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and half somebody of thinks it's good by Michael Bay. Probably. Like, yeah, I forgot that Jack Ryan was produced by Michael Bay till well, I watched it today. Well, he's an executive I mean, producer, but it's they not. Let so you know funny. every title card. Very true. So very true. Uh, so well, here yeah, we are, so episode four. Back in the motherfucking jungle. It's <laughs> a very uh, weird episode. <laughs> very weird. So. Starts off with uh, back at the U.S. Embassy, Jack Ryan is shuffling through a bunch of paper. He's putting the pieces saw, together. He's connecting the yarn to the other yarn to the photograph to the next pin. As we saw pin. in the last episode, they went off into the jungle to look for some shipping containers, which probably held 
some sort of connection to the fact that Jimmy Moreno, the senator from the U.S., who died in the first episode, uh, something about his assassination, something to do with it. And that motherfucker Reyes was a part of it. And that fucking guy Reyes is a part of it. (laughs) He's not even fucking Catholic, him. (laughs) He doesn't even care about God. He just wants to fucking be president again. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> they find the shipping containers with the death squad that Greer hires from the U.S. Uh, there and basically chop a man's finger, uh, Emotep, as we have established. Yes, this is a recap and, for the listeners of episode. Yes, three. a recap. Sorry, and um, just so everybody knows where we are now. Um, so then, now they've made it back to the U.S. Embassy. Jack Ryan is shuffling through a bunch of paperwork. Linking it up like a mad scientist, all on the cork board. You know, I think though, I, I think was, you mean conspiracy. Conspiracy. Yes, conspiracy. Which was hilarious. Just the way they shot the. He's just all quick. Like, like I've I figured it out here, and now I'm gonna figure it out over this part connects to this. Just like stamping. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, those just in case you didn't dots. know, he's connecting the dots. <laughs> and um, it's like, yes, we get it. He's on the hunt. Yeah. Um, and then it switches over to November and Greer. They're in November's office. November gets a call from his, I guess, supervisor. Some I don't know superior who, over here in the superior, states. Who indicates that you know you've been going off the books? You've been ignoring my orders. You can't have a, you can't have one of your agents threatening the president of Venezuela. It's like we don't do that anymore. <laughs> this isn't the 1960s, okay? Uh, to which November, of course, denies any activity having been done, even though now they have a man stranded in the jungle who we have established as Bishop in the last episodes, mm-hmm. who uh, went. To the jungle on behalf of his <laughs> fucking his homeboy, who they I guess pillaged. friend, yeah, his fellow pillager. Call him a friend, some asshole. So who he bullied seem, him? He, he into basically going. Yeah. Anyway, he's there, lost <laughs> in the jungle. Um, so his superior calls November, telling him you fucked up, basically. So then they walk in on Jack, who's you know fucking rifling through the papers like a mad dog who proceeds to hand Greer in November a bunch of information indicating I found nitrate sulfur. I found mining equipment. I found I the found name of a company. Eprius. Yeah. I found all this different shit which is supposedly, <coughs> supposedly tied to the explosives that were used on Senator Moreno in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I thought what was really funny about that part was Greer in or I'm sorry, uh, November indicates after Jack like gives him all this information. There's a dude stranded in the jungle who literally helped you the episode before, the night before, it, probably. Jack is completely forgotten. That's because uh, uh, Matisse and a uh, cowboy and coyote. Though I don't know. Still, they, they it was it. his fault, and that's what uh, November indicates. Yeah. And he too close it in to a this. way that I thought was really interesting, indicating, "Oh, you're such an analyst. Yeah. Like all you care about is the data, uh, making sure that the data gets inputted, and then there's like an output of it." Which I thought was an interesting line, given the fact that the military kills so many goddamn <laughs> civilians based on botched data. That they get from these same analysts yeah. that are supposedly the fucking self-righteous stewards of truth. You right. know, like these people who we're in, indebting a lot of our morality on, 
who don't see any sort of field work. They just sit in office compiling data and indicating if this guy is a military uh, of military age, he can be killed. They're just that, determining the pros and purpose. cons for us without any actual like moral input towards no it. And they're just viewing like, okay, whatsoever. we take him out, you know, a few people are going to get hurt. The country's going to be a little destabilized, but in a year or two, we're going to clean it up and it'll be fine. We got exactly. this. Thanks, and Mr. Jack Analyst. Ryan, Jack Ryan it, um, is the perfect amalgamation of that type of person <laughs> who who sits on a bark lounger fucking monitoring a drone from half a world away <laughs> you know yeah yeah he really is he's the macho and, version of that exactly so i thought that was really interesting that yeah. they indicated that there's and, a lot of weird indications that we'll get totally. into that in this um, episode specifically there's one big one that i was like oh what's it what are they trying to say here <laughs> Uh, so November proceeds to tell Jack that based on you know uh, his spoils uh, that he's, he's out. He's out. Last, you're going to ship out. You're, you're done. Shipped out. You're done. Uh, I'm your superior. That's it. And then I, I like so, to po- I like to point out the stupid quotes that they just insert to try yes. to add depth to this. Um, after that, you know, after Mike November tells Jack, you know, you got to go. That's it. You can't do this. You're too close. He walks out and he's like, you you keep going at this alone. You know how you're going to end up, right? And then there's like a little pause alone. And I was like, why did they insert that line? He was trying to get you guys involved. Like that's exactly. it, 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 just another. Like you're not going to fucking help him. <laughs> yeah. And I just Shut thought it was up. so fucking like, stupid. They're trying to add that drama and like those exactly. like quick little one-liner Tom Clancy quotes, you know? Totally. Even uh, when they entered the <laughs> office, when he was going through the information and uh, November's like, oh, the embassy. No, you're sleeping here. And Jack's like, yeah, one of the perks, perks of, of the job killed. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> one of the perks of almost getting assassinated in the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's then, like, we, okay, dude. So then we so go. Then, Uber so gets his after, gun jacked. Yes, Uber gets his ju- uh, his gun jacked, which was really hilarious by a kid. Yeah. Um, there, the military and the force. They said they're going to meet up with Bishop. Uh, hopefully, they can. Um, then we cut to Ubari and Reyes' and wife discussing being bugged. Ubari's trying to see how much they act, the family actually knows, I guess. The um, wife. Yeah, Ubari's wife and Reyes' wife. Yeah, uh, Ubari's trying to see how much his Reyes' wife is involved or how much about the bugging he knows. I don't know. It's, it's difficult to follow. Too, it's honestly. difficult to say. That scene was so... Again, all, all no these, context. All these Why are just... you adding that scene in there? You don't know who these people are until you actually name their husbands. Like... Jesus Christ. And then we get to um, the sen- Jack calling the senator. He gets basically, he's like, hey, these they told me I can't play around anymore. Can I get a pass? And he's like, I got you. So I, uh, like, <laughs> shit like that is so infuriating because it's just like, there are, who is in charge? No one's in who charge. The, no, it, obviously no one because the, you're letting a <laughs> no traumatized man run around in the jungle playing cowboys and Indians. And you have a direct using, official in the wherever he's probably the senator's colleague of equal rank. I'm assuming that told Mike November to get this guy out. And here you have Jack undermining all these people just because he has a vendetta. All, that's the key word we've realized is the, about the show's vendettas. Vendetta, everyone just has exactly. a vendetta against everyone and. Or just trying to fucking resolve it in, by their own means. And that um, guy, just anything you need. Yeah, I got anything you. you need. So who is that guy? What's He's a senator? What, do senators senator. have that kind of power? <laughs> I guess. They're just I need to send my friend across the country to London. Yeah, to, on a vacation. On a vacation. Yeah. yeah. So 
that was obviously like another. I mean, wouldn't Jack have to come and report what he's been doing in Venezuela after being like basically no like one report their actions? <laughs> everything's not, off the books, dude. Everything is off the books <laughs> with the CIA. Um, <laughs> God damn! And so then uh, it goes down. After that, he gets access from that U.S. senator to go to London, and then it cuts to Greer doing some research into mining, which I thought was really funny. I love uh, uh, I love how he's googling it. Who approves yes, Who approves exact- mining in the country of Venezuela? Who is Sergio Bonalde? Like just like <laughs> how do you mine in Venezuela? This is what they. Tra- like, this is how they train you to <laughs> investigate shit in the CIA. To research and then Google. It's only three seconds of that, and then the last image is like him taking off his glasses and be like, "No, because then a long day of study." And then Mike know? comes and he's uh, he gives him the spiel about how that's related to how he's Gloria Bonalda's husband. And he's like, "What? She is?" Oh my god! Dude, <laughs> the like light bulb too. goes off as soon as Mike November tells him like, "Oh, he's missing. He was Gloria's uh, husband." He's like, "No shit." My Google like, Google didn't tell me that. Goddamn Google just <laughs> unloads on it. <laughs> Piece of shit. Where's my Quran? Who hired Greer, dude? He is the worst <laughs> detective. You didn't notice the name? Why? Do you even do your research before you go into other countries? It doesn't seem like, like it. No, I have to fucking do my research while I'm there. I gotta ask this guy, job. Mike November. I gotta ask my colleagues who people are. Who's got his own vendetta them. against his wife? See, he has a vendetta against his wife. Who is the minister of interior? Google. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that also le- and then again about what does this have to? What does Sergio Bonalde have to do with my satellite over the China seas? Dude, no one cares about your goddamn satellite. <laughs> Literally, we haven't talked about it for the last three episodes. Now we're like the, mining and like we're on the ground. Yes, no one cares about your satellite, and he keeps mentioning <laughs> it in this episode. I noticed. <laughs> God damn. Where's my satellite? I need my satellite um, until now. The next episode <laughs> or the next <laughs> fucking scene. God, they all feel like episodes. I know. Scene. <laughs> um. Rays shows up to Bonalda's house. Oh, he big dicks are hard, though, because he pulls in with those state police. Tough. It's a very, very tough. Uh, and they kind of barge in there, and it's a kind of show of force where he indicates to her that he would let her have the same position that Ubari has for six years. Not that her husband has. She was, oh, that her husband. He, he offered her the Minister right. of Interior for the country. Which is a very, you know, big dick energy move. See, this I, I texted you while we were watching it. Uh, he's my favorite character, dude. I love I love Reyes. Absolutely. We'll get to another part that I was like, when I saw that, I was like, this guy's badass. And he's know, like, like the best actor in that entire show because he actually has like years of acting under his belt. I mean, granted, totally. his movies are the best, but he's been in some movies rather than Absolutely. these fucking he knows no, how to randos. play a very uh, menacing like, sleek guy foxy sort of bond villain have you know? seen blow he's great in blow i haven't actually oh okay he's cool. basically the guy who introduces johnny depp to the life i see <clears throat> i see and then so he indicates like you can have the same position as your husband for six years i'll groom you and you'll become my successor yeah to which she responds you know what from the indication, it gives some smarmy ass Warren esque answer, like, you know what, based on the numbers it, and you being here, it's kind of ironic that you want me to pull here. out and you think I okay. should be worried. Uh, be forewarned. Um, so she gives him a little bit of her sass and he kind of leaves disgruntled. 
and then after that, <laughs> Jack arrives in London. Um, Who's being tailed by... Being tailed. Uh, by Jock and by Hagar. Who a, I fucking knew was the guy who got stabbed in the eye. Because, like, again, with the very direct sort of shitty filmmaking that these people have, yeah, they focused on the eye specifically during that but his, scene. Yeah, when, his eyes were blue. That's a conti- I mean, continuity error right there. He might have there. had contact lenses. You yeah. think he had contact? Did you see his disguise when he was He's tailing Jack? Of disguise. What are you talking about? So for the listeners, in that scene, Jack arrives to London, gets his stamp, and then the next person that gets their stamp, <laughs> the, their stamp stamped, um, their passport, their passport stamp. Yeah, sorry, um, is jocking in women's drag because I guess that's his disguise. You can't. Is he so? Is he trying to fully also known pre- as Max? Is he trying to play off a, as a woman, or is he trying to play off as? Someone who's transsexual. I think he's trying to just play off a master of disguise. A, a so he, of he's trying to convincingly be a woman to these people. <laughs> That's what his intent was, and it was not at not all. to be as this this man who is you know. You couldn't just do that. You couldn't just wear a baseball cap, dude. You can't get like prosthetics or something on your nose, Nothing. anything. Yeah. But he's just he's in a poor disguise. He's dressed as a woman, and he's like a few feet behind Jack. Um, not inconspicuous at all. With these big ass alarming sunglasses <laughs> and a fucking big ass eye patch. A huge eye patch. <laughs> Anyways, that happens. The master of disguise, you, you, you know, he's fallen off, dude. He's he not the many face god anymore. Room, takes off his makeup and you get to see the scar that he has. Whoa. You know, that's how you know it's him. Up. Yeah, he's a fucking freak. He you know, dresses like a woman. He's crazy. Um,. um and then Jack arrives at his hotel, and whoa, who do you know is there? The Damn, girl with the Harriet. dragon tattoo. Harriet, the goddamn spy, is in <laughs> Jack's apart or Jack's hotel in London. Um, she kind of eggs him on in this big dick move by holding a gun to him, and then jokingly, with for the comedic relief, of course, just being like, "No, I'm actually not here to kill you. I'm here to help you. Yeah. I'm here to save you." <clears throat> Uh, it's just like why who, yeah like who gives a fuck about this max character now like totally god and uh and then this leads them to uh a pub where they meet a guy from mi5 who is the british cia which i also thought was funny because i was like these guys are just know everyone first yeah, they're, they're homies. meeting across country with random CIA, cia agents passing names back and forth you know right. who you're gonna kill next? Who who we need to kill? Like this guy's next. You know, yeah, yeah. literally contracted assassins roaming around the United States and other territories all uh, over the world. World all over the world with jurisdiction. That's what this show it's, basically tells you: is that any their jurisdiction knows no bounds. Exactly. So they meet this guy who indicates to them that Epirius is this private corporation whose whose uh, logo. I don't know if you caught that was the Telemundo logo. No way. Yeah, I mean, look at the Telemundo. I don't know if you remember what the Imperius, which is I a dumb don't. name, but the Telemundo it logo. It's uh oh, it's the old Telemundo logo. Oh no, no, Univision. Yeah, it's the Univision oh, logo. Oh, interesting. You know, what I didn't on? notice that. Yeah. Yes, I do know what the. Okay. It's like that. Wow. U, kind of like a U almost. Oh, that is weird. Yeah, because they're I don't know. like apparently <clears throat> Imperius is supposed to be like this sort of. Uh, I, I, military I, yeah i drifted off on what exactly they're doing they're contractors for some what are they i don't understand what their country company they're like a does. private contractor private equity group i would assume okay. that hires out um through 
So like they probably oh. funnel money through like certain corporations that deal with like <laughs> either as we find out mining. Move it, move, move it on. I don't care. There's, there's some well, they, <laughs> there's some funding well, company. Honestly, okay, there is some relevance to this because the CIA does this all the time. I get it. Like hiring these contractor groups to just maintain property and industry and right. they're paramilitary. So right, they right. find out that this Imperius is doing that and uh, they want to track down Rupert, who is the CEO, to get a hold of Max, uh, which again Hagar. is all to get to find out why he killed the senator. And I'm still very unclear as to why the senator was killed in the first place. Did we do we know why he was killed? <laughs> do you know what, dude? Now that, that I think about it, it has not been answer. explained at all. There's just this like mystery talk around Reyes and Ubari about exactly. him being dead, and you know for sure Max killed him, but yeah, you don't know why. You don't know yet. why. And apparently they keep linking his death to this wider Imperius network, this mining company. It's like <laughs> what? Was, yeah. What? What was he doing? They were like, what was? <laughs> <laughs> he so did nothing. They, he was about to leave, I think. They yes, were on their way to leave. Get, he had one meeting. One meeting. There's no way that that one meeting would result in someone's death. Like, I just don't <laughs> get it. A senator's death, yeah. He had to have had some hand in the mining. I mean, maybe we'll the, find out. How, how many more episodes? How many more episodes are in this season, dude? God, I hope not too many. Because <laughs> I hope that this, you know... We figure out what the fuck's going on with him. Anyway, um, so then they uh, – and then after that, uh, <laughs> after the meeting with the MI5 guy, um, they Gloria meet with the meets, meets up with Greer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I thought was another interesting part because Gloria was like, oh, I'm not a politician yet. Why would the U.S. State of Department want to meet with me? And then she makes and, that – well, Greer's like, we want to help you. And then she makes that comment. Uh, exactly. Your country has a history of helping countries in Latin America. As to say that, like, they don't the do a good job. Yeah, they don't do a good job. So why are you helping me now? But the show, the whole show, is to show us how helpful that the CIA is. So it's like, are you guys trying to say that we invade countries and destabilize them, or are you trying to say that we help them? What are you? I mean, I don't understand what's going on here. They absolutely are just washing away any of their history. Like they, they just don't want. But it's just like, what's with the what's with the comment then? What was she trying to imply? Well, she was indicating, obviously, that she thought they were there to how, to interfere, basically, in the in election. In general, maybe, I see. Maybe on behalf of, of Reyes. But that's why she was saying that. But well, then it's like, I hate that they mention this shit. That's a very, like, uh, like a very acute point that should be, uh, you know, digested more. And they just completely shove it off. And right. that's it. It's, like, never mentioned again. And then it's like, no, actually, let's help each other. Like, actually, so I do you, want your help, and actually, you guys are pretty cool. Saying? Yeah, why, why even say that? that? Yeah. Uh, so then he meets with her, finds out that her husband was working on some mining stuff, and he wants to help her because he thinks that oh my her God, this husband's death is related to the the Senator Moreno's death, which is a stretch, <laughs> a fucking stretch. And then she gives him some sort of granite or piece of some rock. rock yeah and and figure like, it out you know what you're gonna figure it out which the worst person to give it to you know <laughs> he's just gonna go to google right away and ask what is this rock what is this for? green rock for in venezuela <laughs> <laughs> presidential um, candidate gave me green rock what to do with it 
<laughs> oh, dude, I shit. loved that scene too because it was like a full shot of him just like, like typing. Like, oh, they, he's hard at work. <laughs> they show his screen. <laughs> what was like? Who approves mining in Venezuela or something stupid <laughs> like that? So funny. Oh my god! It should have been like Ask Jeeves or something instead of Google <laughs> or a Bing or something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the next uh, scene is uh, Harriet, the MI5 guy, and Jack go to Rupert's office. He's the CEO uh, who is in charge of that company, Imperius. Yeah, he, they basically stiff arm him. They freeze his assets. Yeah. they're trying to just get info out of him, Again. which they do. Go ahead. This guy is supposed to be this, like, supposed, like, paramilitary contractor. They froze his accounts. They stopped <laughs> that from happening. Why aren't they doing that more if yeah. they know these people are evil? Like, Jesus Christ. That, I was like, are you kidding me? You could do that that easily? Right. At that level? Damn. Um, so, and then they, this, this, they cut to the most interesting scene of this episode. <laughs> very <laughs> interesting. And which is very jarring because you see it with, without any context until later. Um, it's Jockin, aka Max, um, back at his apartment where he gets an order to uh, basically, you know, I think he's what order to assassinate he's the Perius guy meet with Rupert, basically. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Rupert, they're trying to bait him. Uh, yeah, yeah, so they can catch him. Yeah, and then it cuts to him shifting through the Jack Ryan version of Grinder, <laughs> which is like called Kaboom or something or Baboom or something. <laughs> Dude, I, they just showed him doing that. And I was like, "Why are they? What's going on right now? Why are they showing just him do this? Are, these guys are they now. trying to like make him more seem more human, or like he has this actual like real side that they're trying to like get him out of the assassination life? Or like, what is going on? No I, context, <laughs> no context at all. And I and get, like, I, I get shows do that. They show you stuff, and then they they're supposed to elaborate on it later. But this show just gives you such jarring piece of information that's out of context in the general editing. to the entire show. The editing, yeah. It's Everything is just so editing. like jarring and like what? Like why is he on grinder now? <laughs> and going back and we'll get to the more of the how the editing I thought was extremely oh, jarring. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. in this next scene, um, it cuts from that of him scrolling through grinder to <laughs> and fi- then, yeah 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 uh, a house and her kid coming home with a bullet in her hand that's a mass stranger must have given her and Bonalde runs out to the stairwell and is like screaming and then the edit flashes to a techno club scene back to Jack and Hagar in between her screaming right and i was like what is this is not what is this i don't <laughs> It's not artistic at all. It was extremely jarring and extremely just like really it's like poorly a, It's like an intern or something if I can put this show together. Poorly contrasted. I was like, this Terribly woman is screaming because her, she just received an assassination uh, envelope basically right. like telling her you're next. And then it's cutting between a grinder meetup basically at a techno club. Which was also a really funny scene. That whole dancing scene was yeah, just and like Jockin and his man are getting into it, and then they—they're cu- not even getting into it either. They're just like slowly moving. Yeah, and then they go to—they <laughs> uh, cut to his apartment where Jockin's making out with the guy. I'm like, what is going on right now? Like, why were you showing us the scene? <laughs> See, at that point, I had a feeling. Well, actually, right when I, I mean, saw I knew him, he had some sort of scheme going on, but it's yeah, just I like thought for, I thought he was going to take his identity. That's what I thought. Yeah, but it was like, this is how you go about him 
Yes. Uh, creating this scheme to have a decoy. Like basically what we find out is the guy had a sister (laughs) and Jockin takes the sister hostage and is going to use this man as the decoy for the meeting with the Imperius guy. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. And it's just like, what, why did he need, I don't understand what the whole point of this, what these two scenes were. To be honest, I think this show would make more sense if they had more dialogue and not a lot of these, like, mm, yeah. trying to, I don't know, like, artistic, I guess, like, trying to be... They're trying to build subtle, suspense with like, just, like, these, yeah, these subtle scenes that... Build characterization, I guess, like, oh, this man is yeah. very manipulative, actually. <laughs> He's so smart. He knows how to use apps to get people to be his hostages. Um, so then after that, uh, Bonalda meets up with the girl again. And like we said, basically foregoes all that shit that she had said about interference and the U.S.'s legacy in Latin America. And you know, like, if this was the, if this I were, help. if this was America, it would probably be an American soldier or like operative that gave the do- her daughter the bullet. Oh, absolutely. Like even when, um, uh, when it cuts back to the military, uh, death squad that's in the jungle looking for <coughs> Bishop. They find oh, yeah, that forgot. kid with the rifle, and they like chase him down, like motherfucker, like, yeah. get over here, you know? And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. they totally would have killed. They would have murdered that kid. Yeah, Coy- Co- Coyote Disco totally would have killed him. Disco, that's his name. I thought or it was Disco or whatever. no? Yeah, I think you're, you're right. Um, yeah, they would have anyway, murdered that kid. <clears throat> and then it gets to the last scene, the climax, probably the best scene. Um, Jack and Harriet are in a restaurant and they're waiting for uh, Max to come meet Rupert and um, they have eyes on him as he comes into the place right when he not only do they have eyes on him they occupy that whole restaurant that whole block (laughs) that whole block through the surveillance and a further indication of how terrifying it would be if you were like the wrong person who was in a situation like that you were on the sharp end of their the Rad. amount of technology they have at their disposal is terrifying. Yeah. Um, anyway, this guy walks into the restaurant. Right when he walks in, the police <laughs> tackle him. Oh, no, it's a decoy. Wow, who would have seen that coming? <laughs> Definitely not the CIA. Uh, then Rupert gets murked. Boom! Absolutely murked, which I thought was pretty dope. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then it cuts to Mr. Jack and Hagar on top of a rooftop, probably across the street, because this guy plans his assassination attempts very poorly. <laughs> and he begins running away. Jack immediately runs after him, which ensues into one of the worst chase scenes I think I've ever seen. It just yeah. like super clunky. Very, very clunky. Just, oh, is Jack Ryan supposed to be like this cool like suave detective or is he just like a lumbering oaf because that's what they were making him out to be that's how he ran he, ran, he definitely he ran very so oafish. slow and like he, like you could just tell like stiff he, he is not designed for that or no. something not or that he and probably just, was like i'm gonna do all my stunts <laughs> and you could so like, tell that they're on a set not running through any authentic totally. rooftops. <laughs> like the buildings look fake as fuck. The background is totally a green screen. It's just like, dude, did they even try? And just the editing, like, there's this one part editing. where Jockin jumps and like he slides down this this part of the building and then like Jack tries to do it and like the way that the camera is just like jumping everywhere and then it, he like gets caught and he's like, Oh, whoa, close one. Like oh my what? God, like dude. did he almost fall? What what the, I don't even I can't even like distinguish what happened to him. <laughs> 
<laughs> all those jumps. Like there was one jump where it was one jump <clears throat> to another, but it was like at a very small corner. Yeah. And the way they did the jump was so dramatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Landing on it. And then Jack does the exact same move. Right. I remember all, that. That's how they kick off the chase. was so cheap. And then not only that, he pulls his gun out <laughs> at the exact last minute when fucking the guy's about to jump off into the water. Right. And he pulls his gun out in the middle of like a restaurant yeah. a bunch, in front of a bunch of people and just starts like, dumping why didn't you take it out <laughs> he could have taken it out so, so long ago yeah and he chose to wait to that very last minute and um he thought he had the drop got he ends with him escaping and uh the very last scene is another uh, vendetta beginning another vendetta ensuing yes now we see the genesis of uh max's vendetta now back on a uh, new me um, aka Harriet, aka Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, and that's how it ends. That's it. That's a wrap for Jack Ryan episode four. I think this is halfway through uh, the season, if I'm not mistaken. I hope it's only eight episodes, because Jesus Christ, that one was tough. Although I will that say was- that one was probably the most entertaining of them because oh, I we, I laughed the hardest. We forgot one part. What? Um, Actually, when Ray's is talking to uh, to his head of security, mm-hmm. indicating that oh they yeah, have yeah 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 the satellite, mm-hmm. uh, which is Greer's satellite, uh, so now it like comes full circle for him. Right, right. Um, they're using it to basically track the Death Squad uh, from America that's trying to find Bishop in the jungle, and that part I thought was really cool because. The fact that the show tries to make him seem like the villain gives him all the more power because it's like you are you are an invade you are an occupying force in this guy's country. He has every right to defend to just dump on you. Yeah, you're invading him. Yeah, (laughs) you're making a very good case for him doing that. Right. True. They're validating these guys being killed. Basically, I I don't see the I don't see the like um, the the other side of it, I guess, in terms of him being this villain, because again, you, you like invaded him. You've been intimidating him. Yeah. You've been threatening him freely occupying his, his country fucking. He has every camps. reason like, to let exactly. the shit pop off. Yeah. So I just thought that was, really and now Gloria is in cahoots with the invaders. That doesn't seem good. Exactly. All of that is just in a further indication of him being in the right in the end. So I thought that was really funny. Team Reyes for this show. Yeah, definitely tem- Team Reyes. Um, I'm seeing uh, Wendell Pierce, a.k.a. Greer, here has uh, some few Google answers. It just looks pretty interesting. My best John Krasinski story was I was on a plane, <laughs> and um, I happened to look over, and I see it was John Krasinski. And I was like, wow. And he's with his wife, Emily. And I'm like, wow. And I, I kind of like a fan that I am. Staring every once in a while, and, uh, I said, "Leave them alone. Don't be a jerk. This is a Biden one story. of those crazy fans." And I went to the bathroom, and I came back. I jerked off. And then I locked eyes with Emily Blunt. I'm like, "Oh no! Look away! Look away!" And uh, she looked away, and I looked away, and then I looked at John. He looked away. I looked away, and I sat down. The plane landed, and we kind of just nodded at Whoa. each other and walked away. A real love. A couple months later. He calls me. He goes, I got your number from a mutual friend. I'm doing this show. I was wondering if you would be interested. I said, you know, I would love to do a show with you. 
I'm one of your biggest fans. I saw you on a plane a couple of months ago, but I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to bother you. He said, oh, me too. I saw you. And I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to bother you. I said, so we could have met each other a couple of months ago. He said, yeah, but we were both very kind to each other. And that's my best John Krasinski story. The best one oh I can tell you. Oh, my God. Absolute Biden energy from him. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Uh, I saw Jack on a plane, and he was just so hot. <laughs> it was, and I and I saw so him on a plane, and we were meeting up, and he had a chain around his head. And I said, "Why do you have a chain around your head?" And I said, "Can I take a look at your legs and your hair? So, <laughs> so white and blonde." And I rubbed his leg down, and I said, "Jack Ryan, it's such a great show. I want to be in it." And we were like, "Oh, we're best friends." I saw you in an airport at the car park. I mean, the car park. That's where my car was parked. You know, the place where they parked the car. <laughs> You had, the, you had the most beautiful pomade I'd ever seen. And I wanted to ask your wife to sit in my lap, and she didn't. She said no. She said, get away from me, sir. You're strange. And I said no. And I asked Emily, why are you carrying that straight razor? I mean, looking at me that way. And then I pulled out my straight razor and said, you're just corn popping in disguise. Take off that wig. And I pulled her hair. And you and know I what? Said, it was you're a bad dude. You're a bad dude running with some bad boys. I'm not shit in the stand. Well, holy shit, that was a, uh, I love that little closer with Greer. He really puts uh, his character into context, I feel. Man, another mush brain. Another mush brain. Well, this is the episode of uh, Mush Brain Squad. Mush brain with full jurisdiction <laughs> to kill and search and destroy. Maybe I should basically. just become a mush brain and rise to power. I think I can do Seems that. It's pretty easy. It doesn't dream hard at all. I mean, even like no. the people at my office. Who are in power kind of mush brains. Now that I'm thinking about it. There's a very frequent amount of them. There's a pattern of people in power being mush brainy. Hmm. They all come from Zorro Ranch, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're the offspring all of old experiments. It's interesting. Ugh, the chimeras of the world. Yikes. <clears throat> well, that's that for this uh this week's report. Um, the dossier has been received to you listeners, and that's it. Do what you will with the info. Start your own personal vendettas against your neighbor, against the person who cut you off, against your friend, against just anybody that looks at you the wrong way. Start a vendetta, because if there's one thing I've learned about this show, it's about vend- how cool vendettas are. <laughs> that's it for me. Caesar? That sounds good. Um watch out on the streets for your fellow man <laughs> Caesar's got his own vendettas going yeah I got too many vendettas uh, if you wind up in a weird situation leave shoot them oh I guess leave yeah cut their finger off like Jack <laughs> take out your straight blade your straight razor and say, <laughs> or your chain or your chain wrap it around their heads um, but yeah, just be safe out there. Be yeah, safe man. out there. Don't start any vendettas. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Bye bye bye. Oh, real quick. Um, I went to Vegas, and you know who I saw? I don't know why I made that the segue, but <laughs> yeah, I made the. I saw. <laughs> my friend. Are you ready? <laughs> my friend. My. It was hilarious, dude. The beginning of the show, he re- played a like a recap of his of the seasons of his show or something, just in case you forgot how dope he was. <laughs> He's like, here's my uh-huh. best tricks in a TV series. That's and then he awesome. just burst it out. Um, I thought that was funny. Was it good, though? or? I mean, it was a, the coolest parts were him, like, disappearing and reappearing and, like, 
switching places with his assistant. You know, that was pretty sick. I was like, how are you, how are you doing that? That's pretty cool. He has to have, have doubles, though. Me and Amanda realized, like, this fool, that's not him. Like, he has no, two, it oh, looks yeah. like. It's an illusion. It made me want to watch The Prestige, though. That's a great, good movie. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that today. The Prestige. I don't great know movie. what triggered me to think about it, but yeah. It's a good movie. It's a good badass movie. Nolan. It's probably like the best Nolan film, I think. Uh, you know what? You're totally right about that. Right? It's the most. It's the most like entertaining to watch. It's the, the most has digestible. The, I would the say. best pacing. I feel, and there's not like a dull moment in that movie. I mean, Memento is pretty good too. Oh, but, don't uh, get me started on that Memento, please. Oh, you don't I like it? Fucking hate Memento. Oh shit! <laughs> I've only seen it once, and from what I saw, I liked it. Oh, I when I remember. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. I mean, I agree though. Prestige, very underrated. Very underrated. Not to be confused with the Illusionists because they're both very similar movies. Yes, but Illusionists uh, is the is is the uh, is the weaker of the Edward two. Norton. Yeah. One. Yeah. Um, I love that part in the uh, the Prestige when uh, he pulls the the cushion from him <laughs> for the, the trap door. Do you remember that? When the it's like the part when they're <laughs> fucking with him and he yeah, takes yeah, the yeah. cushion off and he just breaks uh, his leg. Oh, <laughs> that's the best part know. in the whole movie. I just like how they show up at each other's shows to fuck with each other. It's yeah, like, that's great. Fucking rivalries. Petty. Christian Bale. That's Vendetta. That's <laughs> yeah, tying it in with, with the vendetta. vendetta. Oh yeah. Alright, well listeners, we'll go start your vendettas. Uh start your vendettas on the like comments, dude. Hit the fucking like. Let me see your paperwork. You know how we do. Third world ballers, and that's fucking it. That is fucking it. Paperwork coming. Go fucking hoop your shit. You know the fucking program. That's it. Good night.